www.miller.com. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Hour number two, five minutes after the hour of 11. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. A busy hour ahead momentarily. Tom Cakert on Iowa. Their uh, final football, spring football practice goes tomorrow. Ten minutes after that or thereabouts, Dave Sproul will join us on Iowa State. Likewise, they wrap up spring football tomorrow. We'll do that with Dave. Uh, we've got a keyword to give you this hour. We've got some derby picks, a derby guest coming in. Dick Girardi, who's covered the Kentucky Derby for decades. Uh, pick his brain. Not that we need to, because Rocky World is the Derby winner. Oh, you got it. No, we have just uh, public service. All um, right. Mm-hmm. Makes right. it a little easier. Number 15. Clear out the account. Well, that's the, the elastic off- band off the bankroll, Trent Condon. That's outside the main gates, though, isn't it? 15? Uh, yeah. Yeah? I don't like or that. It, you know what? Wasn't last year, didn't they go to one gate? I think they did. Did they finally I have a... they finally did. You would think the Kentucky Derby would be able to afford a custom gate for yeah, this, this race that brings in that much money. Can't you just get, I know you use it once a year, but a gate that actually can hold 20 horses? I will let you in a little secret. Not that everybody cares. Churchill Downs, if they could, they would race two days a year. Today and tomorrow. This is when they make their whole... This is their whole year. This covers everything. Absolutely. It is... If if you've never been, it's on a bucket list, do it. You're going to be the most inconvenienced you've ever been. I hope it doesn't rain on you. It's liable to, but it's uh, it's Americana. Tom Kakert joins the program to talk about the Hawks. Hello, Tom Kakert. How are you? Doing well. Hope you guys are doing okay. Doing well, absolutely. So um, coming up later on, our Claxons giveaway, one of our questions is Davian Nixon over under pick 75, which is 10 picks into the third round. Um over or under, Davian Nixon, pick 75. Over. Okay. Trent? I'd say over, too. And, Tom, talent-wise, I, I think it should be under. Is it more than anything just the dorm incident that really we don't know anything about? Is that what is keeping him down, or is there more to it? I, I think that's probably it. And, again, we have no idea. There was nothing ever adjudicated regarding the dorm incident. Um, other than he was away from the team for uh, a, a period of time, well, it was determined. Well, if anything happened, and obviously nothing, you know, legally happened because he's back with he was back with the team after that. Um, you know, it just uh, I don't know what to make of it. But I, I I've seen some other people say, well, he only started eight games, mm. but you know. <laughs> How many games has Trey Lance started? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you, Tom. I mean, put it on the Penn State game. I know there was more than that, but that 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 was – I'm not sure I've seen an athletic play like that out of defensive linemen. I'm sure there have been some, but boy, oh boy, that was an attention grabber. No doubt about it. How many Hawks get drafted this weekend, Tom? I – what did I do? I wrote a piece, and I can't remember. Now I can't even remember how many I said. But I think it's probably going to be like four, mm-hmm. five maybe. Um, you know, I think uh, Alaric gets drafted, but probably later than you think. I think Golson goes, you know, fourth, fifth round. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nick Neiman's going to get drafted. Okay. He really helped himself running that 
four four five forty and ten yep. one broad jump. Uh, you know, did really good on the on the three cone. I mean, he crushed it, and it's help. It's certainly going to help him. He's a yep. coach's kid, so you know you're getting smart kid on the football field, and you've seen his brother, who's kind of similarly built, mm-hmm. have great success with the Chiefs. So the guys that I'm most curious about are like. Amir Smith, Marset, Brandon Smith. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if you told me they got drafted, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But mm-hmm. if they didn't, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I get it. I think you Smith, Marset will. Because if, yeah, if I had to take one of those two for that reason, Drake. I worry, I worry about the lack of maturity yeah. catching up with him a little bit. Saw that um, in his final play know. as a Hawkeye. <laughs> yes. But that and the DUI yeah. during his senior year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. You're going to knock Davion Nixon for a alleged dorm incident. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I hope Amir gets drafted. I like Amir. He's uh, he's quite the character. I really like what Iowa football has done, kind of the path to the draft. I don't know. It's a little five-minute video for each of the guys. And the one that we know Amir. We know his personality. That's certainly shown out during his four years. Alaric Jackson in the story of going vegan, and now he's back normal, eating meat again, <laughs> those kind of things. But Chauncey Golson. I didn't know a whole lot about Chauncey Golson outside of what we saw on the field the last four years. Smile on that dude's face seemingly every single time. Well, it feels like, at least for me, he had to be a fun guy to talk to over his four years. He's really one of the nicest, uh, easygoing kids. Um, he's kind of careful what he said, but he's good-natured about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Davion was really one of the most delightful young guys that I've been around. Um, that's the thing that really kind of surprises me. Um but Chauncey's just—he's a happy kid. You're never going to have to worry about him uh, getting in trouble and and having a problem. So, um, same with Brandon Smith. Brandon's a really good kid too. So, um, you know, there's some quality kids. Another guy I should mention maybe gets drafted. We'll see. Uh, you know, seventh round kind of flyer, Sean Byer. Um, just you know, the Iowa tight end factory. Maybe somebody takes a takes a swing at at Byer with a, a late round flyer. Hmm. Adam Schefter reporting that Aaron Rodgers has told teammates he doesn't plan to return. That within the last five minutes from uh, Adam Schefter. So we'll see and continue to follow that. Maybe some of us closer than others. Uh, Tom, uh, let's get to, I do want to save a minute to get to your take on Jordan Bohannon and just kind of the, uh, uh, the pulse of your message board, uh, when, uh, when it became, uh, (laughs) which I have a feeling which way it went. But what do we expect tomorrow, Tom? What do you want to see tomorrow as the Hawks will take the field? for the final time this spring. What are you looking forward to? Well, everybody, I, I think the main focus is quarterback. It's always going to be quarterback, unless you've got, like, you know, a Nate Stanley situation where he's in his third year as a starter. Um, I you know, I just continue to hear from a lot of fans. A lot of fans are just out on Petrus because he, mm-hmm. he struggled in his first two games. I thought he got better as the year went on and played pretty well the last couple games, and but it seems like Iowa fans are just invested in number two uh, in the deuce. So um, <laughs> the I'm keep an eye on that. Uh, I'm on a, I, I hope some of the walking wounded are back out there, like a Justin Britt, or a, uh, but I don't know that he'll be back out there. But the Yahweh Black, Logan Jones, guys like that, I'm really anxious to kind of see those guys uh, out there, um, button heads with Linderbaum and Kyler Schott and guys like that, just to see what, what those guys can do. Did Y.A. Black, did he play with Trey Lance at Marshall? 
I would guess they did. Yeah. How about that? That's one of the, the, and you guys may have touched on this. I mean, we all know the, the Zach Wilson story. That's crazy. Iowa. Yeah. And, and just the, the insanity that he did a couple interviews and mm-hmm. it spooked Petrus into, right. into committing. Otherwise, Zach Wilson could have ended up at Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Ken O'Keefe went up to see, um, see Trey Lance, uh, throw for a game and he only threw like eight passes in the game. And so Iowa just kind of passed on him. So, um, two, number two and number three could have very easily been Hawkeyes. Isn't that that's that's, that's bonkers? It uh, is. And and Rob Howe put Crazy. his text thread, his exchange uh, with uh, Wilson. He made that uh, put posted that on Twitter. Just just amazing how the dominoes all fell to prevent what you guys were just talking about, two and three, from becoming Hawks. Well, Tom, I want to get to basketball with you and the Jordan Bohannon news. And Trent, it's funny, the day before, not funny, but uh, the day before um, it, the announcement was made public, or maybe the morning of, we, we talked about what we sensed was Jordan Bohannon fatigue. I, I personally don't get it, um, but it, it's clearly it's clearly there. Um, would you say it has dissipated a little bit after the announcement, or is, are the uh, detractors still as loud as ever? Uh, I think there's a portion that are are kind of out on him, um, but I think they understand that he's going to play a different role. Here's the other thing that changed. Had Jordan said he was coming back and C.J. Frederick was still around, I think there would have mm, been a yeah. loud cry from a lot of more people, but now they know that Frederick's gone, and they know the team doesn't have any shooting, and Jordan's just going to play the two guard. Um, we hope, uh, you know, and he's told Joe Toussaint that, so he's communicated that he understands he's, he's going to play off the ball, and um, so I, I think it's fine. But uh, there's a lot of fans who are just the, the you're right. Uh, Jordan Bohannon fatigue is probably the right word, and then. You know, last night we have the um, Austin Ash former walk-on is going to go on scholarship, and that set off a firestorm as well because yeah. you know they're hoping that maybe they add you know somebody um, more notable. <laughs> and I'm just sort of like, um, you know, what are you going to add that the you've still got one scholarship left, assuming you know Joe Wieskamp's not coming back. Mm-hmm. So you just have to wait and see. But what materializes it. But right now, I think the roster is pretty much set, and I think you, you've kind of seen that already. If that story would have came out in June, I think people would have been able to maybe swallow hard and accept it a little bit more. But since it happens still here in April, and there's still hundreds of guys in the transfer portal, I think that's where some of the Yanks came. Look, a guy that I you're going to get so at this too. point with, so with the roster that Iowa has, I don't think you're going to get any headliners by any means, but I think that was a reason for it. My final thing for you, Tom is stepping past that on the basketball front. Joe Toussaint, we've seen stretches where he plays really bad basketball, too. That's my concern, is ironing out those times when he's just he's unplayable as a starting point guard. Aaron Euless, fill us in a little bit more. We know his brother, of course, Tyler, went to Kentucky. Iowa was heavily involved. What kind of point guard he is, and do you think there's a real possibility game one? It isn't Toussaint, and it's actually Euless that is a starting point guard. I don't think that that's going to be possible. Uh, that would really surprise me. But um, if you told me at midseason that that Aaron Eulis was playing equal or slightly more minutes than than Joe Tucson, I wouldn't be shocked by it. Um, 
Ulis is a good player. He's he's just he's very different than his brother. You know, his brother was more slight of frame, smaller, quicker. Uh, Aaron's more of a um, you know kind of a, a tougher, hard nosed, physical, not as fast, but fast enough, and a decent shooter. Not a great shooter, but decent. Knows how to run a team. So um, he's kind of a um, I would say like a a high floor, low ceiling kind of player. I don't know that he's going to be a superstar, but he's going to be a solid player for Iowa. It's kind of, you know, if you want a, a comp from like old days that Trent will probably remember, like Montier Glasper, mm. you know, the kind of that type of player for, for the Hawkeyes. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, great stuff. We will uh, talk to you next week. We'll read what uh, transpires tomorrow at Kinnick Stadium. Again, Tom, uh, gates open at 830 and practice is 930? 9.30, um, there's going to be a ceremony with Luca Garza and um, the basketball team. He's going to receive the Naismith Award nice. at 9.20-ish, I think. Nice. So Get there early. And then after practice, after pra- yeah, and then after practice, the women's team will be honored. And so they'll, they'll present Caitlin Clark with some stuff, too. So pretty cool day. Indeed it is. Tom, thank you. Have a great weekend. Okay, thank you. Yep, appreciate it. Tom Kegert, HawkeyeReport.com. From the Hawks to the Clones, Dave Sproul, KASI 1430 on the AM dial in Story County. Uh, Dave, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Well, I know that you guys had Matt Campbell. John Haycock uh, met the uh, media on his defense. Let's start with Haycock. Uh, had to replace some guys, obviously. Not a ton, uh, but still there were some, I mean, Lawrence White and Jaquan Bailey, both guys that played significant roles uh, on that program. What did Haycock Cox say as far as trying to replace those two starters from last year and who uh, I guess are the leading candidates to do so or is this something that's going to go all the way into August yeah I anticipate this will go into to August I, I rarely do you get a coach to admit well here's a, here's a guy who's the number one on the depth chart or what have you at this point because a lot is is certainly left up in the air spring practice is really about Staying sharp and working on your fundamentals, and not necessarily earning a starting spot. That's what that's what the fall is for. So that that battle will go into fall. But I, from uh, talking with the position coaches and and Coach Haycock this week, uh, they obviously feel pretty good about where they stand in terms of their depth. They got some young guys coming along uh, who are going to provide that depth. But when you look at what Iowa State has coming back, uh, I wouldn't expect much of a fall off, even after losing a couple valuable guys like that. Defense has a chance to be outstanding again. A couple of pieces to figure out. One thing, uh, special teams. We haven't talked a whole lot this spring. Andrew Mavis coming in, the grad transfer. Uh, Sally's still going to be around there. That kicking job, an important one. And the difference, it could be razor thin, especially a program with Iowa mm-hmm. State between 10-2 and two and 8-4. and four, Very well could come down to the kicking game. Any insight on what the coaching staff has said about that? Yeah, actually, uh, there was uh, Matt Campbell himself talked yesterday about uh, the, the walk-on kicker you mentioned, and that he's got a he's got a pretty big leg, so he's definitely going to be in the mix with a Sally for the the kicking job, both in terms of kickoffs. You got Eddie Ogamba coming back off an injury uh, to, as part of that battle on the the kickoff front as well. But it's going to be you know a Sally in the mix there for the 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 place kicking. But you know he struggled from forty and out, and if they got a guy who's coming in here with a bigger leg that might be able to connect for longer. Maybe they split that role, or maybe we just see a new kicker altogether taking over on all the, the place-kicking duties. 
Uh, a kid uh, that I want to ask you about is, because I don't know anything about Verdell Edwards, yet I've read his name oh, a, f- uh, a couple of times or heard his name a couple of times. We, uh, the, other, the other kid, the big kid, what, uh, Bra- Howard Brown, you hear about him, but Verdell Edwards is a name that seems to be popping up more than, more than I would have expected. So what do we know about Verdell Edwards, who seemingly has caught the coach's eyes? Yeah, well, we know that they've caught the coach's eyes. That's always a big thing. When these coaches start talking about guys, they really, you know, they don't start talking about guys by name all that much until they really make an impression mm-hmm. on those coaches. So if they're talking about Verdell Edwards, that means he's going to be a guy in position. You know, he'll be a sophomore. He played in five games last year, but he's going to he's going to be a guy who will contribute, uh, certainly, you know, part of the rotation at, at defensive back. You know, whether that means a ton of plays, who knows, but they're – they're talking about a guy that means you're probably going to see that guy on the field. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. So he is what um, safety, or is he going to be that star position? Is that where they're kind of uh, targeting for him? I, I don't know if they've really nailed that down quite okay. yet. There, those are certainly some options. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see because we know what safety and we know a corner. There's a lot of experience yep. coming back, but maybe that that star position is one where a guy like Edwards can earn some playing time. So, speculation here a little bit, but after spring finishes up, you have this young group and a lot of young, talented guys that still aren't going to get an opportunity to play this year because seemingly everybody's coming back. Do you anticipate, it seems like it happens every summer, that a handful of guys decide to transfer out, that there's a chance this number could be bigger? Or do you believe that the way that this program has been built and the way Matt Campbell and company has recruited, that it's not going to be a half dozen guys saying, you know what, I'm not getting playing time. I'm going to look for somebody somewhere else after this spring. Yeah, you know, one of the, the side benefits, of, or maybe not even a side benefit, but a, a, a big benefit of the kind of culture that Matt Campbell has built at Iowa State is that, you know, he's got guys who want to stay around. Part of that is, you know, the kind of people he looks for in recruiting, and part of that is that culture that he wants to build at Iowa State and, and has built thus far. So you don't see a ton of guys transferring out didn't see a ton of guys leaving early, even though they had the opportunity to to maybe go to the NFL or maybe spend their bonus year at another program uh, because, you know, there's not exactly uh, a lot of places you can go right now. And it's kind of remarkable to say this, where you get a better chance of winning a, a conference championship or even maybe making the playoff than, than Iowa State. So there's a lot of incentive to stay around. And for the young guys, younger guys on the roster, you know, that's where the culture part comes in. It's It's one that says, that makes you want to stay around and, and earn your way up that ladder. And you know there's going to be a lot of guys next season. So for maybe the younger guys who have a, a longer-term view and say, all right, this this is a very experienced team, and maybe I'm not going to see the field this fall, but a lot of those guys are going to leave after this season, and that's going to open things up in 2022 for me, and I'll have that opportunity. So uh, I think that's where building the culture really pays off for, for Matt Campbell is that you get guys who are going to w- be willing to stay around and take that shot. Uh, at taking their turn when the roster turns over. Uh, you know, the, the the draft is really an area that I... Now, admittedly, uh, with everybody coming back, Charlie Kohler would have been drafted somewhere. Um, I, I am convinced. Mike Rose, likewise, would have been drafted somewhere. But that's really... There's really two boxes that, that Campbell has yet to check. Obviously, he has beaten Iowa, 
which is one of the boxes. And the, the lack of guys that he's sending to the NFL via the draft is another one. And you know what it's like, how long it's been since there's been a first-round pick. The infomercial Northwestern got yesterday with, with Pat Fitzgerald all over television. That, you, can't, you, can't, um, you can't buy that, right? That, that's great publicity for your program. Uh, Iowa State um, has, has yet to check that box, uh, Dave. And I don't, I don't – will there be a Cyclone drafted this year? I think there will, and I think Tane Nuwangu is the most likely mm-hmm. candidate. Jaquan Bailey, I think, also has a, a pretty good chance. But Nuwangu, with that eye-popping 40 he put up at Pro Day, is going to get a lot of teams' attention and you know put himself in position to be a late-round draft pick as a guy who can help out on special teams, particularly in the kick-return game, which I know isn't a big part of the NFL anymore because there are so many touchbacks. But you know, you're still going to want a guy back there with, with some speed, and he's shown the ability, obviously, on the field to – to be an impact player as a, a kick returner. Bailey is, you know, such a physical specimen, such a, you know, tenacious player that he's going to get somebody's attention, I think, at some point. And I would think he probably would be a close second on that list of guys likely to be drafted. A uh, guy like Dylan Stainer, I think, you know, probably more likely to catch on as an undrafted free agent somewhere. I think he'll definitely get an opportunity to, to earn a roster spot somewhere. So, uh, I think those are the three guys who are most likely to be drafted, and I would think Nuwangu probably number one on my list in, in terms of likelihood of actually getting taken at some point this weekend. Good stuff, Dave Sproul. We'll talk. Uh, we'll recap uh, next uh, the uh, spring football next week. A good piece by Travis Hines on uh, what Otzelberger has put together. We'll talk about that as well when you join us next week. Thanks, Dave. Have a great weekend. You too, guys. Thanks yep, so much. Appreciate it. Dave Sproul, KSI 1430 on the AM dial. All right, Trent, so we got another one of those $1,000 home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do it. Let's enter the keyword budget at KXNO.com. Budget KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Budget KXNO.com. Your chance to win some money on the Kentucky Derby. Maybe we can help that out. Dick Girardi, who's covered... Decades worth of derbies joins us next. 1460 KXNO and 106- You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at Graphite GRP Media Communities. I'm Rusty, director of Wolf Roofing. We started as a roofing company 26 years ago, and we're still a roofing company today. What started with the roofing a handful of homes in the summer of 1993 has grown into a company that completes hundreds of projects each year and can handle the biggest roofing projects. Whether you're a homeowner, apartment owner, or manage a townhome association, Wolf Roofing has experience to handle your project. Give us a call at 225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfroofing.com. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Just 
past 1130, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway coming up right now. Dick Girardi, who's covered, oh, multiple derbies in his illustrious uh, career. He joins the program. Pick his brain. The derby back where it belongs on the first Saturday in May. There will be fans at Churchill Downs and I think a decent field shaping up. Dick, Trent Condon, my name's Ken Miller. Thanks for coming on, Dick Girardi. How are you? Thank you. How are you, guys? Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Well, is this the, um, you know, everybody's all over the favorite, right? Essential quality. I understand it. He's never been beaten. Um, I wasn't particularly impressed with his bluegrass, which was his last prep race. I get the targets the first Saturday in May, not the first one in April, although an illustrious race in its own right. But um, your thoughts on the favorite. Is he vulnerable in your mind, Dick? He is. Uh, look, I think your point about the bluegrass is fine. He barely won against a horse he figured to beat convincingly. So, look, it's a neat, neat horse, right? Five for five, two-year-old champ, uh, won at Keeneland. Brad Cox is a native of Louisville, trying to win his first derby and his first try. So all that's there. Louis Saez is the rider. He's the guy who got DQ'd yep. two years ago. Nothing wrong with a horse other than he just doesn't lay over the competition. There's like four or five horses that, to me, are as fast as essential quality and are not going to be two to one or five to two. Might be eight to one or ten to one, and that's kind of where I'm looking. But yeah, I got nothing bad to say about essential quality, but he's no cinch. I'm very much an amateur horse player. The first thing I do come derby time, see who Pletcher has, see who <laughs> Bafford has. Those two guys. Do you like out of those trainers uh, any horses coming out of their groups? Yeah, look, that's not a bad place to start. Obviously, right. they won eight derbies between them, six for Baffert, two for Todd. Uh, of that group, I probably like – now, Baffert only has one this mm-hmm. year, and, and Pletcher has four. I probably like Medina Spirit the best. That's the one bad Baffert horse. Um, he's the eight. Never run a bad race. Uh, five starts, two wins, three seconds. One of his seconds – or two of his seconds were against Life is Good – who is easily Baffert's best derby horse. It would be a heavy favorite if he got here, but unfortunately he got a minor injury. And and his last race, I think he was on the wrong part of the track. So, yeah, I think Medina Spirit's definitely a contender for Baffert. And you're getting 15 to 1, Mm -hmm. which you never get with Baffert, like ever, ever, ever. Not in the Kentucky Derby, that's for sure. I actually, Dick, my choice is the horse that beat Baffert last time, Rock Your World, who I think is still learning how to put it together. His first two starts were on grass, uh, transition to the the dirt at Santa Anita in the Santa Anita Derby. I think he gets an upgrade with Gerald Rosario, uh, and he's five to one. Now, I don't think he'll be there. I don't, I think he's going to come down in price, but I'm assuming you could make a case for Rock Your World. Absolutely. Comes into the race with a, the only triple digit buyer speed figure in the race. And for the uninitiated, the speed figures are basically a number that's telling you beyond the actual time how fast the race was in relation to the speed of the racetrack. Like some racetracks are faster than others. Just like imagine running on sand or running on concrete. As humans, we're all going to run faster on concrete. Horses are similar. So yeah, look, Rock the Roll is absolutely a contender. As you pointed out, two turf races. He really, the big question about him is it's the old talent versus experience question. No doubt he's got the talent, but it's only his second race ever on dirt. Now he may, may or may not be in front like he was at San Anita. What mm-hmm. happened to be fourth or fifth early, but the talent is there, no question. As we take a look at the Derby long shots, who's there deep down the board that are going to give my $2 ticket a pretty price in the end? Who do you have for us, Dick? 
Yeah, if you're looking for a live long shot, I, I, I like the 10, Midnight Bourbon, uh, appropriately named, obviously, for a race at Churchill Downs <laughs> in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, second in the Louisiana Derby, uh, and a good second. Uh, has never run worse than third at seven starts. Um, and the price is right at 20 to 1. And you get Mike Smith, uh, who is, I mean, he's like a decade older than Tom Brady and still at the top of his game. Um, and he lost a horse called Hot Rod Charlie in Louisiana, who happens to be my top pick in the race. Interesting. He's 8 to 1. So, yeah, I think Midnight Bourbon of the long shots, I think, has the best chance to get into the top four. Uh, spend a minute or so on Hot Rod Charlie. Of course, his trainers won a couple of derbies, Doug O'Neill. Uh, what, uh, what leads you to him? couple of things. I, I think he's getting better with each race. Mm-hmm. Um, he turn, His whole career turned when they put blinkers on him last, uh, last October. He really hadn't done much before that, but his race has since then win, second at the Breeders' Cup, third behind Medina Spirit, and then win the Louisiana Derby. And his, they, they, one of the cool things now about uh, they get before the Derby, we get to see all the workouts. Uh, they're on video all over the place. And Hot Rod Charlie's final work, which was last Saturday at Santa Anita, I thought it was easily the best of all the ones I saw. So mm. not only is his form good, he looks like he's uh, really coming into the race about as good as he possibly could. Couldn't agree with you more. Watching the workouts, you can glean something from them, each and every one of them. Uh, that's one of the reasons I'm really not in, in love with the favorite essential quality. I didn't like his work. Well, I'll tell you, did I mean, back to Rock Your World. Boy, if it was a beauty contest, just give him yeah. uh, the blanket of roses. Yep. Just, he looks unbelievable. Yep. One one more horse as I'm trying to find a long shot to go uh, yep. for our people out there. And it's a lightly raced horse, and, I, and I'm worried that they're trying to put, rush King Fury too quickly. He just raced, what, a couple, three weeks ago um, uh, in Keeneland. He, he crushed his field there. They're asking a lot to come back that quickly in just his second start. Can you make a case that he'd be a live long shot, or is, are we asking a lot in King Fury? No, I, I think you can make that case. Look, there's three horses in here that are coming in here one race after an extended layoff. That is not how you win the right. Derby. Certainly not historically. There hasn't been a horse do that and win the Derby in, in uh, the gener- generations. But having said that, King Fury's race was great. I mean, the Lexington was sensational. I don't know where the race came from. Was it the sloppy track? Was it the pace set up with a complete meltdown in front? I don't know. But if he can come back to that race, he's got a chance. And there's a great side story there with the horse. He's named after Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champ. The other day, uh, Kenny McPeak, the trainer, I think DM Tyson Fury and said, hey, look, I'd love to have you come. This horse is named after you. Fury's manager got back to him and says, are you serious? Hmm. He said, yeah. So he's coming. Tyson Fury's on a plane. He's going to get to Louisville, and he's going to do the walkover with King Fury before That's the awesome. Derby. A walkover. be nice to be able to do it in front of fans, as uh, we will see again for the first time in a couple of years, and it's back where it belongs. Dick Girardi, betonline.ag, betonline.ag, uh, makes it possible for us to uh, talk to Dick Girardi. Dick, thanks for uh, popping on again this year. Love talking horses with you, Dick. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Dick Girardi on the Kentucky Derby. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Rock I your world. S- rock your world. That's your dude. That's my dude. And his and he likes Hot Rod Charlie. Hot Rod Charlie's going to take a lot of money, A, because of his name. Yep. Uh, and, That's and where I jumped right away. Right. He's got some ability. He's got some ability. I'm telling you, my horse is just, boy, oh, boy, what a good-looking animal. So 
of course, you can bet traditionally, as we know all about. Man, you'll be out of Prairie this weekend mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have these props up there, at least at the horse racing part. I don't know if no, they have any props up. Vegas will have some. Yeah. Um, Dick's, Dick's Shop will have some. Better Online AG will have some. Triple Crown winner. I, I saw no this way. one. The yes is plus five fifty, which seems like a terrible price. There's no way in hell. There's not. There's not a triple crown winner in this field. The no is one to ten, minus a thousand. There's no such thing as free money. That's kind of well. Yes, there was. Trevor Lawrence go number one. <laughs> True, right. which was minus ten thousand. Right. This is minus one thousand. Lay a thousand to win a hundred. Not a great proposition. Lay a hundred to win ten bucks. But what do you always say? What's your adage? Never bet a lot to make a little. So I guess I'll stay away. Probably shouldn't. We're going to give four of our listeners right now an opportunity to win some barbecue. And yes, the Derby will be part of it. You don't have to give us the Derby winner. Will he be wearing an odd or even number? Simple as that. 284-5966. The first four callers. Now, you can't have played in a month. Can't can't have won in a month. You can't have played in a month. If you fit those two criterias, we'd love to hear from you. If you're getting a ring, that means you are in. Commissioner Condon will get to your phone here uh, coming up momentarily. Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. ClaxonBBQ.com. Miller and Condon back with that on 1460 KXNO and 106.0. Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself. Even if it makes him miserable, Renner's Warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at Renner's Warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renner's Warehouse guy, he lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renner's Warehouse guy lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renner's Warehouse guy, he sleeps. Sleep soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-44. Or for details. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. This time, well, most Fridays, we give you an opportunity, maybe 51 out of 52, because uh, Trent and I are both gone, what, two weeks from today, we're both gone, right? We are, yeah. You'll be in Vegas, I'll be in I Scottsdale. I will. We'll cocktails at this time already? It'll be 9... For me? 9.45 no. for you. I'll be on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'll be doing, but I know one thing I won't be doing, and that's cocktails. <laughs> uh, let's. But I know one guy that this is this the Derek that uh, the joins the fanatics all the time. Yeah, Derek and you share, and wow. his first time, his first ever appearance on Claxons here on our program. And normally, you hear Derek on our airwaves during the fanatics. In yeah, I feel he's, like he's running around on him a little bit. He's been getting after it a little bit today. What do you mean? No cocktails for Derek. I don't think at this point in the day. Well, I would hope so. It's quarter to a 12, for God's sake. So, uh, we'll to get, get to him it. in a second. Tyler's first. Hello, Tyler. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing well. 
Tyler does Davion Nixon go before pick 76, which is, I think, 10 picks into the third round. So pick 76, if he goes before that or after that, what will you say? So if you want to go before, you got picks, uh, what, 33 through 75. I'll go with after. After. Does the Cyclone get drafted? No. Mets or Phillies, Sunday night baseball? Uh, where's it at? You know? uh, Philadelphia. I'll go with the Phillies. All right. Odd or even number worn by the Kentucky Derby winner? Odd. Odd it is. Tiebreaker. Home runs. Twins, Royals, scheduled for a three-game series in Minneapolis this weekend. All the home runs hit by both teams in that three-gamer. Closest without going over. Eight. Tyler, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. David is next. Hi, David. Hi. Uh, David, does Davian Nixon go uh, before pick 76? After. Cyclone get drafted? Yeah. Mets or Phillies on Sunday Night Baseball? Cool. I wish I made a pitch in that. So well, now. you want? I mean, I'd give it to you if you want. Yeah. Does yeah. that make a difference? It's uh, yeah. uh, Peterson for the Mets, Elfline for uh, Elfland for the uh, Phillies. No, I'll go Phillies. Phillies, it is okay. And then Otter, even for the Derby winner. What uh, horse? What's highly motivated? What number? Uh, you know, I don't have it in front of me. I have it just a moment. Yeah, highly motivated. Hang on, David. We're not prepared, David. Right. We didn't think you'd have this many questions. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it, David. Don't yeah. worry. Highly motivated is 17. He's an odd. He's an odd. I'll go odd. He's your choice, huh? Why mm-hmm. do you like him? Um, because Skip said uh, the other day that to take him. Okay. So, All right. Uh, home runs in the uh, Twins-Royals series. Closest without going over. All three games combined. Six. Six it is, David. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hello, Derek and New Sharon. What do we deserve the honor? How are we doing today, my friends? Good to talk to you. I appreciate you listening to the program. Glad to know that you do. Hey, I love your show. I love your guests. It's a great show. Uh, you didn't have to say that, but we're grateful that you do. David, uh, Davian Nixon, does he go before pick se- or before or after pick 75? Well, I'm going to guess if there are any smart GMs out there, they say before. There you so go. I'm going before. All right. Does the Cyclone get drafted? Yes, I do believe do. Seventh round, Nick one do. Okay. Mets or Phillies on Sunday night? I'm going with the Mets. Odd or even on the Derby winner? Well, whatever whiskey bourbon's wearing. <laughs> Midnight bourbon? He's an even. He's the 10. Midnight bourbon. There you, there go. you go. Even for you, boys. Is that your drink of choice? Uh, no, no. It's just beer. Gotcha. You and me both. Uh, home runs. Total home runs. This is a tiebreaker. Closest without going over. Uh, the three-game series, KC and the Twins. Royals and Twins combined to hit how many, uh, Derek? Well, it's all about home runs anymore, strikeouts. So I'm going to go with uh, eight. Eight it is, Derek. Good to good to hear from you. Thank you. See you, folks. Yep. See you. Take care. And uh, Brent is last. Hi, Brent. How you doing? Good. Davion Nixon. Before or after? Uh, pick seventy six. I'll go after. Cyclone get drafted. Yes. Mets or Phillies Sunday night baseball. Mets. Odd or even on the Derby winner. Odd. Home runs, 
uh, combined, Royals, Twins, three games set in Minneapolis this weekend? Nine. Nine it is. Brent, have a good weekend. You too, thanks. Thank you. Thank you to Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Boy, the uh, 13s. What's it, Megan Ruther show? They've been mm-hmm. at the Prairie Meadows. They're doing derby stuff all day. Oh, really? Show. Yeah. Mixing drinks. I got see uh, Megan's got a huge hat on. Yeah, it's derby hats. You got to snap some pictures of some good hats this weekend, too. You know, I, I don't think I, I feel like I'd be kind of creepy if I did that. Here's an old man taking pictures of women in hats. We are creepy. <laughs> no, thanks. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. No, I don't think I'll be doing that. No. But I'll be out there and I can't wait. That is going to be really cool. So yes. starts tonight. Uh, racing starts tonight at 6 o'clock. So how early do you get out there? Uh, a couple hours ahead of time. I like to kind of settle in, get mm-hmm. the lay of the land. You know, it's uh, I've called about 40,000 races in my life. 40,000 uh-huh. races. Because on a typical night, what, it's 8 to 10? 8 to 10, yeah. yeah. And I uh, started in 1982 and had that 18-year gap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they asked me to come and call the races this weekend. I'm incredibly grateful. Right, that cool. I get to have a little closure. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you to them for doing that. And I'm going to have a ball. Yeah. I'm going to have just a riot. It's going to be so much fun. I did it um, <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, that's yeah. 40,000 races. 40, 000, that's a pile of them, right? Yes. That's a pile of it. Because the track in Winnipeg race year-round. Oh, really? Uh-huh. In the snow? Uh-huh. Now, harness racing. Gotcha. But still, yeah, yeah. year-round racing. It was. Did uh, they drag the track? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really popular up there. In the, I bet. Yeah, in the, when I was out there. Anyway, so if you're at the track and you hear that voice, well, that will be me. That's cool. Hopefully, I'll be calling your horse under the wire first. Yeah, tonight and tomorrow. Derby's tomorrow. You can watch and wager on Prairie Meadows. Uh, it's post time. I think it's like five fifty. Be there at five thirty to be safe. Yeah. I think it's 5.50, and then the live card tomorrow goes at 6.30, so that will be fun. What are you doing this weekend? Are you going to go out to the track? I'm going to try, yeah. Definitely going to try to make our way out there one of these two evenings, and in fact, I don't think we have anything on the... No, I, I lied. We have something on the agenda, but we're going to find our way out there. All right. Maybe just me and Jack will come out there. Nice. Take your son of the track. Exactly. Get the first. I remember my first time at the track. Me and too. Stayed with me for a very long time. My dad, I was the only one that won. Had to borrow on the way back from the Greyhound Park in Waterloo. Had to borrow my $20 in winnings for gas and well, six-pack for him and his buddy. You can see that from the uh, from the highway that goes through Waterloo. What highway is that, 20. Third? Is it 20? Right. Yep. You can still see where it was, yes. correct? You can still see the, well, the, like the... I, is yeah. the grandstand there or no? Kind of. Well, it? no, that's been taken out now, I believe. I haven't been up outside... When I go up there now, it's usually to Cedar Falls for the semifinals yeah. and championship for football. So, yeah, I don't make my way around Cedar Falls, Waterloo much anymore. Yeah, we went through there on the way to, um, where were we going? To Clinton. Okay. Uh, to Wild Rose Clinton and, mm-hmm. and, and went by there. Anyways, well, um, it's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah. A couple of days left of the draft. I'm still convinced nothing has changed my opinion that Aaron Rodgers will not be a Green Bay Packer when week number one rolls around, and won't that be different from the NFC North? I just can't see how they can patch this relationship up. Irreconcilable differences. That's that what it will say yeah. on the divorce between the <laughs> Packers and Aaron Rodgers. It's going to change the division. Oh, my. Going to change the AFC West. So who's the favorite with Rodgers out of there in the NFC the North? Vikings. I think so, too. Not by a ton. But I think they are, are the, the Bears favorite. the second choice? Yes, for sure. And then the Packers would be the third. Uh-huh. 
Wow. Yeah, and then, of course, then there's, there's the, the Lions. Lions. <laughs> Although they got better yesterday. They P- did. Penny Sewell's going to be, he's going to have a nice career there. It's a solid mm-hmm. choice. Yeah, he's going to play 12 years, minimum. Bunch of Pro Bowls, bunch of all pros. Uh, he's a good player. Um, but they're the Lions. Murph and Andy in an hour and, fifth, uh, an hour and five minutes. Fanatics in at three. Thank you to list for listening to us all week long. Another week of local sports talk ro- programming starts on Monday at 6. Oh, don't forget the pregame tomorrow morning. More local talk tomorrow at 8 a.m. Zamora, Roberts. Have a good weekend. See ya.